Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Good Living Podcast. It's Independence Day, and I have to do something. I have to say something. And short notice, I called my guy, Dr. Justin. Hey, my boy. Welcome. Thank you for coming on the show with me. Yeah, thank you, man. So, obviously, our country has reached another milestone. True. And it's one year. And uh, so I was going through and I was thinking while I was preparing for this show, the achievements, I wanted to like outline the achievements of this country over the past, yeah. I, would, I wouldn't say 62 years because I'd like to talk about the time with which I've seen. Yes. So that would be like maybe late 90s to, to now. So maybe mid to late 90s to now. So yeah. you do want to tell everybody how old you are? <laughs> well, uh, I think that doesn't really matter. Yeah. For now, but. So that would be... You know, I think it's the same. I think it's the same period of time we both have seen. Maybe you've seen a bit more, but the same period of time we both have seen. I outlined some achievements, and we are going to go through them one by one. I actually had to do this because I felt like it is time. You know, it's 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 our birthday as Nigerians, and so Nigeria's achievements. Let's just get straight to it, so this doesn't go too long. Yeah. One by one, the first one on my list here is the collapse of the Naira. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean. What, what what do you call an achievement? You know, I know I know this is might be shocking some people and might not be to some people, but you don't expect me to start talking about anything because it's really difficult. I had to rack my. I thought about the first thing. You know, when I thought about achievement, I thought about the first thing. You know, the positive thing. You know, when you talk about achievements, yeah. it, it can come in both perspectives, the negative and positive. Yeah. You know, just like uh, saying saying something about economic importance when mm-hmm. it comes to science. Exactly. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be positive stuff, mm-hmm. but the effect and the impact. Mm-hmm. So in this case, in this context, I'm talking about Nigeria yeah. as a country. So what have the leaders been able to do over the course of the years? Exactly. You know, so they were able to actually achieve this thing. Achieve this. Yeah, state, this why you know. this why you're yeah. here because I think you I knew you'd like elaborate on this in case people don't understand why I'm doing it the way I'm doing it. Yeah. But I think an achievement is the end product of certain decisions you make. Yeah. And at the end of the day, when you get a certain decision. That is a, a collection of all your decisions you've made. That, that's the result. And in this case, these are very conscious and deliberate decisions. Exactly. From our leaders. Exactly. You know, over time. Yeah. So in 1998, the, the Naira was 22 Naira, and now it's basically 700. So we have to give them, they just finesse that down, all the way down, you know. Yes. <laughs> you know, it had to give them, well, how many years is that? Uh, 24, 25 years. And consistently, it's been going down. There's not been a point where the Naira went to like, and they went back to 29 and then you know no, no, so no. they've been consistent in that we have to give them that um yeah. one other thing yeah Boko Haram has killed you know when I searched this I was, I was expecting a higher number to be honest and I think me and you know that the number is higher it's True. just that True. it's 35k they said Boko Haram has killed 35,000 Nigerians and I don't believe it's only 35,000 for me you know when I see this these figures the first thing that actually just occurs to me it's how we uh, genuinely refuse to be sincere people and exactly. i think that's one of our basic challenge and basic problems as a people and as a nation because check our statistics like what's our own basis for collecting data like if you go to other developed countries mm-hmm. right from birth yeah they have your accurate data they know your date of birth everything mm-hmm. house number and stuff like that yeah. it's not like that with us we always deal with estimates yeah so you just sit and okay like Take this number out to the press mm-hmm. so to make us look good. Good, exactly. So it's just being politically correct. Yeah. Like, That's okay, people are dying. So if we said no, the numbers are not high, you know, yeah. let's trace the back to the case reduce. of uh, COVID. Yeah. When COVID 19 was on, you know, they were under testing people. 
but the NCDC they kept on putting out numbers yeah, to yeah. the point you felt like no COVID didn't ravage Nigeria. Yeah. And so just to put in perspective, this is not a 62 year period. This is say 24 years period, yes, and and this is how much damage because I told you everything here is within the late 90s until now. Yes, these are the achievements. So yeah, so this this lesson is actually funny. We are a snake swallowed a hundred thousand dollars at that time was 36 million yeah from jam office i think that was him accordingly mm. so in a sane government where people are like mentally stable in government an excuse for losing hundred thousand dollars would be that a snake swallowed it and everybody gobbled it up that's not even the part i think the most interesting part is she actually worked free yeah i heard she, yeah, because... she was like giving a suspension or something like that is it supposed Suspension. to stop at that? For a hundred thousand that you did not supposed pay back. to be tried and you know jailed properly as it should exactly. in a functional country. Yeah. So you can't just wake up and then maybe they arrest you. You don't you, you just run out of lies and then you felt like, well, let me just feed them this. I mean really, if you were even if they woke you up from sleep, you stole that money, hundred thousand dollars. They woke you up from sleep. What's the is that even going to be the first You know, there's something one of my lecturer always to tell us. Like he said back during his undergraduate days, if he actually sees a question that he knows Clearly, he can't approach this question. He doesn't mm. know the answers. Yeah. For him, it's better to pay honorably, like not just write anything than to yes. just write nonsense there. And the lecturer will be like, whoa, so this is what you, you think this question is about, you know? Yeah. So I felt it would have been better for her to just maybe act something like she did pass out, defend yeah, or something, yeah. than to you say, know, like this snake, is our guy that like, you're probing you know, him, he just fainted. There, there's been no place, even in fairy tales, that I've heard that a snake has swallowed money. You know, I, I am too I mean, hard to hear it from. My dear country, Nigeria. And it was shocking time. because it already seemed like it's the common man that saw it as a big phallus. Yeah, because to I them mean, it's just like, man, yeah, it's a normal... Like, oh, happy birthday, Nigeria. Uh, yeah, there's another regardless. one shortly after that one. I saw this one when, when I was doing my research, but I, I remember it happened. Yes, a senator said Monty stole 70 million from his farmland or something like that. I, I heard this one just a few weeks after this first one came out. But I still couldn't get the senator's name. I looked, but I didn't, look, I didn't actually look hard enough. So I didn't get the senator's name. Uh, but, I think it's this current uh, APC uh, chairman. Um, the next Do one. It? Yeah. Okay, this one is not really important. I have to just put it in there because I noticed it. So you are a sports fan, yeah? You watch football. Yeah, and, I do. And invariably, if you watch Chelsea and you watch the Premier League, you will be interested when international tournaments are going on. But I noticed that even with time, since when we were younger till now, in sport we had we've actually deteriorated. Some some may you know refuse and say okay, but we did win the nations cup and we've been to the world cup what, once in twenty in twenty eighteen right? Yeah. Did we go in twenty fourteen? I don't think we went twenty fourteen. I'm not so good with the sport. Yes, okay, yeah, but we didn't go in twenty fourteen. We went twenty eighteen. Now we've not won any tournament since the twenty thirteen African Nations Cup as a country, and before then the one that me I can remember would be under seventeen. World Cup in 2007. So I feel that's where the motivation is out. Uh, so it still has something to do with the poor managing of the country. Yeah. Because it's going to affect every facet of this country. There was a there was there was an interview I saw, you know, with Fred Zaha, yeah. the footballer. So he was talking about how it was to play for I think he played for England under 21, so like the lower team, the younger team in England, and then choose to play for Ivory Coast when he came to the senior level. And he said the difference in the quality of or the care the government shows for yeah. national tournaments. For example, now because they had to if they go to for friendlies or even at camp, 
they share rooms with England. Everybody has their own separate room. You get, and he likes his privacy. Yeah, and he was talking about how Nicolas Pepe used to snore and stuff like that. So, I think that's Ivory Coast, and they are better than Nigeria. In, I think their government is better than Nigeria at least. We have maybe have larger space or whatever. But you can imagine that Nigeria does that similar level or a lot worse, and they don't even pay players. You know that they've had issues where they've owed Nigerian players, you know, their money. This is football, which is the, like the biggest sport in this country. And there's other there's other sports. There are people who like from this country represent our country in in other athletic sports, in races, in tennis, and stuff like that. Don't, I don't even think they're even recognized by the government. That's what I'm saying. That something happened. I think uh, late December 2021. Mm-hmm. I actually stumbled across a news about what the government did for certain uh, footballers, the national team. Yeah. The housing, the federal housing estate, they did for them. Or okay. Just appalling. Like, you need to see those structures. Something that looked like it was something built in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and I'm talking new, about 2021. Like it was that. a new stuff that the government had done to actually honor them. You know, you like can, the government bought the land and erected and, those and buildings. Yes. New. They built those buildings. And they were still if, looking if, at if, if you look at it, man, it's. it's I don't and think. I don't, that I, don't, I don't think any of those players will live would, in that house. There's none that will want to live in that house, you know, because you know the point now is where it baffles me most is it's just like if you don't know this thing is good or these high things are supposed to be done, it's a, it's a different thing. Yeah. But in this case, they know they know the standard, they know yeah. the global standard. Yes, because they've been to places and for themselves they do very great stuffs, but they feel like no, if it's on the the stage that you're going to benefit from the Nigerian platform, yeah. no. Let's do something that's of standard. That's we are known for that. Yeah. So that's what gives um, them joy. So the next one here is their record-breaking six-month and four-month, or is it under six-month strike? In 2012, I think that was the first time Asu became a household name. Yeah. Because I remember my, my other sister was in uni then, and she she was at home for a very very long time. I think I, I went to I was in secondary school. I was in boarding school, and I, I went to school. I was on holiday, went to school, did my entire term, I came back, I came back at home. So I remember the strike was long, and there was another one just like shortly after. That took the total of that period. They say one year strike. They call it one year strike. Then yeah. you know, put you out of school, and it was a big deal at that I point. I think there's one staring right in our face right now. Yeah, so no, we'll I think we, we will need to give them the trophy for breaking yeah. their own record. Yeah, this one I'm pleasing them because yeah. it was record. That was the first. It was record breaking then. Yes. Although so, I've not searched enough to see if there was more. If there was one that was you know like longer so than this, a year. So this this foreign government has actually uh, broken the record of their predecessors. Yeah, so I think no, let's give them that. Yeah, you know, they, they, they're, they're working they, hard they, at that, to they, be honest. They're working really hard, you know. So by... You can see the hard work and the effort they're making to yes. resolve this. level of effort they're making to resolve this one. You see how, how much they're committed. Yeah. Another yes, thing this government has struggled, has not struggled, like seamlessly done, is the elimination of the middle class. I'm going to say this here because personal experience, I think a lot of people are going to have um, things to say about this because growing up, a lot of Nigerians were not rich wealthy yes. or paupers we classed ourselves as the middle class because we could afford what we needed and some of the things we wanted so it was evident then that we were middle class people but over time for me when i grew older like when i i would say when i started becoming a man so maybe when i became 18 17 yeah it, be, it, it now dipped you get and i would say it was when Barry entered but shortly before then still it, it just in my own in my own household from my own personal experience it dipped I began to see. I don't know whether it maybe because it happened as at the time when I started opening my eyes as a man to see Ooh. things. My dad will always tell me, like, yeah. obviously, man, he's going to leave this world way worse than 
the message. message. And it's not really because of him, but the way things are going. You know, they, they enjoyed a lot of things that sometimes it looks at us and it feels like, hi, hey, we've been robbed. Like, we wish exactly. we could actually experience yeah, how, it stops, was then. Uh, how it was during his youthful yeah. days and all. What we're doing uh, so, you but now, once, once, once you are born into the Nigerian society, mm. the instincts is just survival instincts. So, exactly. so, it's just, so now, there is no middle class anymore. No. Now, people struggle for what they need. What it's do you just, need? It's they just, need it's, food, it's right? just, it's just straight like that the wealthy class. Yeah, and then and there's the and poor then people. The, 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 all, of, all of us are the poor people. Yeah. And then there's the really wealthy so, people. So, it's either you're in the A class or you're poor. See, let me, let me make this thing. I want to use some metrics now to just to hammer on how bad it is now. You know, when somebody is poor, they struggle to get what they need, Abby. Yeah. And the middle class then, we're not poor. Because I told you, like I said, they, they, they got everything they needed. They had the basics, housing, but now, food, welfare, yeah. you know, schools. You can school wherever you want, travel. Mm-hmm. Let's now, not even go there. Like, now, now you can't do doesn't have enough. And there are some that don't even have the food to eat. To eat. No, that's, that's true. Now, they sell yams in pieces. Yeah. Before it was tubers. Yes. When I first heard it, I was I was shocked. Like you now go to the market to like, buy yam in pieces, raw. It's that bad. Alright. The next one is the recession. Now I don't think ever in history before that was it 2015 2014 period we had ever experienced anything like that as a country yeah. at that time. And people try to say that statistically we are out of recession. Yeah. But I think. It's we are worse off now than we were then. The economists to argue that to say uh, we're getting out of recession. Yeah, there's the statistics yeah. you know according to, them to say that mm-hmm. okay, whatever they are calculating now we have exited recession. But if you look at it, because me I, I I like to look at life as what what you're seeing day to day. Yeah. Right. The common man, what is he experiencing? Is he experiencing a life where he's out of recession or a life where he's still deeper into recession? And I think the latter is the answer. Yeah. And so. We are still in recession, according to me on this podcast. We're still in recession. And that has happened after we got our independence, why we have allowed ourselves to run ourselves as a country. I just think uh, one of our basic problems is that we've consistently produced leaders without vision and foresight. So it's just like you're experiencing a boom in a particular thing that actually generates revenue for you. And then you're like, whoa, this is just great. Let me enjoy. Let me live in the moment. You know, not thinking yeah. about making future plans. That if this thing stops coming in this way, mm-hmm. how am I going to stay afloat? Yeah. So that's where we found ourselves. So our leaders then were just whining and dining with the oil boom. You know, yeah. quadrupling prices and exactly. all of those things. So they felt like, man, it's going to be all rosy. And then when the decline started coming in, they never planned for it. Yeah. They never envisaged this thing was going to happen because. The last this afternoon, I saw something that happened, and should I say it's off the grid, but I'll just share because it's in this context. Mm. Some uh, BIRS guys, those are the tax guys here in Nigeria, yeah. you know, and the federal is uh, FIRS, yeah. Federal Land Revenue Services, mm. and all of those. So they came to receive tax from one business guy that uh, has a cold room that sells ice fish. Okay. Yeah. So they, they received well over 100K from the guy as really? task. Yes. And they said, the director, in his words, said uh, he's not going to issue the guy a receipt now. By early January next year, that's 2023, mm. he'll come and give the guy the receipt. And well, then, right in the guy's presence, mm. he was not sharing the money amongst his colleagues, like, you take this one, <laughs> you take this one. 
You know, so I just I just sighed and I was like, it was just sad. tell them straight you don't have cash. You are going to make a transfer to them. Okay, so use your ATM card without the POS. Please, mm-hmm. I don't have a credit card. Mm-hmm. So I'll just make a transfer to you. It's going to be smooth. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Yeah. So when you do the transfer, the description should be your tax. Is there. Yeah. That's where you generate your receipt. So when you want to make a case, because another people can lead a new delegation and come to your shop tomorrow. I still have this ID card because they're authentic staff yeah. with the ministry. So when they come and you're like, I paid. Who did yeah, you, you pay to? Evidence. What's your evidence? You know, so this is how they have actually manipulated us to feel. So a lot of us need to be enlightened. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. police brutality against successful young men has become a thing that wasn't really there earlier uh, in our existence as a country. And now, over the last four or five years, it's been heavy. Yeah. You know, it's literally really intense. In, before, the, before the entrance movement, it was literally a case of if you look good as a young person, you're a target. Like, it was literally, it was, it's not, this is not a metaphor. It was yeah. literally the case where if you look good as a young person, you're you, a threat, uh, you know? yeah, you're a threat to the police. And then they, yeah, exactly. So, that, that's something abysmal that has happened while all these other things are happening. Remember, a lot of these things that we talked about here are concurrent. There's still Boko Haram, there's still recession, there's still all these other issues we're talking about here. Our, our sports team are still doing terribly. So, you know, these are the issues we are living through. And let me know in the comments if there's anyone that I'm skipping or that I've not mentioned here because I know there's still a lot of them. And have, but have you personally experienced any anything like that before? Yeah, I think sometimes uh, last year in Abuja. Okay. Yeah, we were just going out to drop some friends off. They were supposed to travel. So I was in in Dakar. Ahead. Look at so that. You see, <laughs> you see, so... Would you look at that? The, the whole experience was just predetermined and it's just like yeah. that's that's their, their 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 mentality that's their orientation about young people yeah so in nigeria right now if you're a successful young man then you're a suspect exactly you know there's something you're doing that illegal you know to actually make you uh, make ends meet so, so let, they, let me they, tell that story yeah. for people who are curious about it so we, we were in abuja and then we have a friend who bases there naturally and then he has a Benz, a very Classic one. Classic means old. Okay, but a very beautiful one, yeah. And a few of our friends were traveling back down to Makodi. And some of us were not. So there were like five of us in the car, two people that were traveling, one person was driving about about yeah. two other people behind the two that were traveling. Yeah. And we were on the way. And then SAS overtook us and motioned us to stop. We stopped. My friend who was driving the car came out of the car. The person driver seat came out, and passenger seat came out of the car as well. There was now three of us at the back. And then they were talking. I was like, what's going on? Where are people going? They were asking questions. And then I think somebody noticed that they were, because the glasses were tinted, somebody noticed yeah. that there were other people in the car. And then yeah. the motion all of us to come out. So there were three boys at the back, two in the front. In front yeah. And when they started trying to call their superiors, I think they started calling, calling yeah. their superiors. Yeah. And one yeah. of them kept mentioning that, mentioning yeah. that there are five boys. There are five able bodied men. This was five bodied men. Yeah. yeah. Like, five a good-bodied men you know, in the car. And anybody who knows me knows that I'm, I have a short temper. So I, I was quick to anger, but obviously I was not to react because <laughs> I would not want to die in 2021. Yeah. So it, that's how scary it can be because I was I was annoyed, but I was still scared because now they could do anything there. It was it was a good thing. It, it was a traumatic yeah. experience, you know, so it, it would have escalated to anything Anything, else. to be honest. You know, we just managed it the best way 
possible we could, you know. Uh, yeah, how did it end? Money. Yeah, yeah. They, took, they took bribe and, and they let us go. So, for a crime, we didn't commit. We didn't you know, commit. We just felt we like, just, because we were, we're just young. Men in the car. So, we are young, so we should pay money. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, the next thing is the Twitter ban. I think that was, a, that was a huge war against freedom of speech. It was embarrassing as a Nigerian to have to have the world see that that was happening. And to be honest, I think they did that after, did they, they did that after the NSAS movement, have you? Or was it, it before? Was after. It was after. Yeah. yeah, it was after. And because this this government... So it was just more like uh, accumulated grievances. It yes, felt like... like the that role, the movement was... Yeah, they used the platform yeah. very well, you know, during the NSAS movement. And it was very pivotal to their face. They felt like, no, okay, now we have our chance. So we're stripping your, all and your past. You're not going to function in yeah. our country again. And they didn't know. So, <laughs> yeah, so, we so they'll like disconnect UK us from and the US by like, VPN. you know, using VPNs and all. Some yeah. people actually did stop using Twitter that period. Yeah. Some people stopped. Yeah. But I didn't. And I didn't even notice any change. I really didn't see any difference in Twitter between pre-ban or post-ban or inside the ban. Because, I mean, everybody... And that's what you do when you are wicked and you creates an environment that is really really difficult for people for they even, become uh, resilient yes yes and then when you bring a new wahala they they chest it and just find they the already have a way to adapt yeah and it's positive and negative too yes. because now nigerians cannot fight and push back and you know draw a line we know we can adapt to whatever situations and then we just go with the flow every time and find a new way yeah but that was embarrassing you know let's just uh, we'll run through these things as a list right yeah. so we don't it doesn't take too long Kidnapping and ritual killings seem to be at an all-time high. Now, I have, I say, I, I wrote this here, but I have my doubts about the accuracy of it because I feel like the presence of social media actually does enlarge a lot of things. It brings a lot of things to light. Ice Cube was saying something in an interview I watched one time, and he was saying police brutality, black people has always been there. The way they want, they pull you over, you might even die, you might die, you might not. Yeah. It's not now. It's not a now thing. All right, it's always been there. The white police officer will pull up, pull over a black man and. Mm most likely do something uh, unprofessional to him. And it's not new. It's just that social media now has enlarged it. If they pull somebody over, he pulls out his phone yeah. and starts recording. And, and so probably this is the case with this particular one as well. Maybe yeah. it's because we have social media that we now know all the kidnapping cases that are happening in all the news. That, that, that has been uh, increasing awareness. For yes. me, I feel, I feel it's the increasing awareness. Yeah, but you think it it's more now. Yeah, I feel it's more it's now. It's more now, regardless more, of the social media. It's interest. more now because uh, life is getting tougher by the day. So people are trying to make ends meet by all means. Yeah, we're making more criminals over. That's what know, I'm saying. So, you know, yeah. So people will always want to feed. People have to feed, yeah. right? So there are some that take to the illegal side of life. Some still choose to stay legal, you know, and uh, below abiding. So once there's a country is not functioning, Definitely, crime rate is going to increase. Yeah. Crime rate is going to increase. It's natural. So that's why it's happening now. And let me, this, this, this off this, mm. but like, okay, look at stuff like about uh, child abuse, uh, child rape, uh, yeah. rape cases and all. You know, before now, most uh, uh, women that were victims to rape yeah. were actually uh, shy yeah, to, come, to come out and actually uh, state their story, you know due to stigmatization mm. and all of those things. Yeah. But now, the awareness has been there. There has been reorientation of these people. Like, no, this is not the end of the road for you. You can handle your situation. Mm. Feel free. Come out, speak out. We'll help you. You know, so people are always coming yeah. out. So social media, yes, has helped to actually bring these things to light. But we will not say uh, it has not increased. For me, I feel it has increased. Yeah. Because now, 
you can't watch the news without seeing you know recurrent headlines about kidnappings yeah, and, and this all. is the exact reason why this Apple is, is on groundbreaking this. nigeria yeah <laughs> um the next thing here will be obviously this is i'm just going to say it and won't talk much about it the rate of flight tickets it just has to do with the economical problems that we are in the recession i still said because even when we are in recession flight tickets you know what they are now they are 150 154 yeah. for economic Lagos, Abuja. so it's, it's messed up and then the hiding of palliatives was something this 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 country managed to do i want you to know that it is the hungry people that this food belongs to they did not give it as a gift to nigeria to do as they please yeah but because we are a nation that the outside world expects to be structured and well structured that's why if you give these things to the government they will distribute it adequately down to the people who actually need them the most and they did not do that they did it intentionally by hiding them the people who you are voting for campaigning for and fighting for online are the ones who did this thing they kept these foods themselves and in different places in different parts of the country they were boggled and there was one uh politician that one, one woman that used it for souvenir she branded those things and was sharing for her birthday you know so it will still interest Ooh. us to know that maybe 2023 yes they just started uh, campaigns on wednesday yeah. that's the uh, 28th of september 2022 you will see these palliatives going they will be in circulation rebranded because the ones we saw on social media then were the few that the elites that actually hit them were unfortunate that yeah. those guys were able to yeah. find so they just expect more pray so have you seen any place where our country comes first in something yeah yeah i can't really uh place my hands on on uh, that exactly so right like now for example you know, what is nigeria first in, in any statistics we know you know obviously uh there's just no i feel yes we are 62 there are still certain little good things about us and, and right now my memory just feels me that i can't remember okay, well i have one here we are the highest borrowers in africa we are number one in africa when it comes to borrowing and ah i, I can't remember. i didn't get the figure but mm. you you would know that it is it's a lot higher than the second you would, because it is abysmal when you look at the charts of our net borrowing mm. or our debt between say 2015 and now the chart is pretty much you know angular this is not it's, it's you know it's, it's a what do they call it it's 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 a surge you know it's it's really i can't find the exact word i wanted to use yeah but that's how sky that's how high it is between now and then and so that's something else that we've managed to do as a country on on our 62nd birthday yeah um so and the sad thing point, is how these funds are being managed you know when we assess these loans how mm. do we manage them what do we use them to them do? For. I, I, if, I if you are borrowing to invest, we hope that when 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 the, the returns begin to come, mm. you will service the loans, right? Yeah. But that's not what they do. They borrow these monies, they come and they loot. That is the point. They use our sufferings. They use yeah. our suffering yeah. as a point to get money it's for like the collateral. For, so yeah. they take it like, man, this is why you need to give yeah, us. Yeah, you need to give us money for suffering. And then you take it and then you just like you know share it among themselves. Amongst themselves and it, it continues. So it's like a circle. It just keeps going around. So well the last point I have here now is um we are about to break the record now for longest strike because this one has been on since February, I guess. Yeah. February fourteenth. February. Really? Yeah, February fourteenth. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm 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 very uh accurate with the date because 
was significant for you. Yeah, you know, so. So you see, and it does not look like we are going to any strike. I mean, they've Anytime ordered them to soon. go to school, right? Yeah. But the students will not go to school. So what? Then I they took them to industrial court. Uh, the first time ever I'm seeing this one yeah. happening with us. You know? I watched one skit just last week that he mm. was saying, if the present government does, then he was criticizing and uh, good law, Jonathan, yeah. the administration. Mm. So he was like doing his politics. He was saying, if it was a serious government, they would have actually assessed money to service this thing, do all of these things. And all. I know. I just laughed, you know. So that's that's the beauty of social media. Yeah. Whatever forget. you say. It's there. You like they always bring it back. So right now, this is the first time Nigeria has actually hit the milestone of seven months as a strike. First in history, it has never happened before. Seven months and counting because we are talking. We started in February. Yeah. This is first yeah, October. October. Yeah. 2022. So if we are talking about our independence today, and we are still battling as a strike for something that an agreement that was entered in 2009. Now it's interesting to know that this agreement has been renegotiated owing to the current uh, inflation. So they're trying to say, okay, what used to be the value of this thing mm. years back is not like this again. Okay, we we're hoping this what we we're hoping, or this this was the channel we we're hoping to get this money and mm. service the, the educational sector. But now things have changed. So the professors too said, okay, we are learned people, we understand the global changes. Mm. So now if you say this, we'll be considerate. You know, so they had to renegotiate, yeah. yet they still can implement these things. So what is the problem? Now the government wants to use force. That's why I said this present-day government has the trace of those military regime. Because everything, they don't want to go democratically. They just feel like, yeah. let's use force. Let's yeah, use force. force. Exactly. And force doesn't do the magic. It doesn't do the trick. I recall when they had a meeting with the uh, vice-chancellors and pro-chancellors mm. that uh, you're going to, uh, they appeal to them and told them to tell people, like, they should go back and open schools. So there was an, there was a self, universities it's were close. never closed. Uh-huh. They were never closed. Who closed universities? As you don't have the power to close universities, yeah. because the best of my knowledge, there's no time in Nigeria that universities have been closed. Yes. Every time you go to universities, you it's see open. it's open. Mm-hmm. Security are on ground. I did yeah. not stop from university. They are working. Uh, so I feel like we have said, you know, we call them achievements, and they are achievements, but we, the thing is, they are negative achievements. And... We've touched on them, but there, there's some positive news now. Uh, so I feel like we have said, you know, we call them achievements, and they are achievements. But we, the thing is, they are negative achievements, and we've touched on them. But there, there's some positive news I still want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Whilst we round up, so there are two points. No, there are actually three points, but two major ones. Um. That I would say are positive now, things that I think those who call Nigeria their own would celebrate. And our lawmakers now earn more. <laughs> I know, I know, I know there's too many yeah. uh, sarcasm in this podcast, but our lawmakers now earn more. I checked it and, and they earn 13 million monthly. They call it running cost. Ahmed Lawan said that himself. Yeah. 13 million in running cost. And then a total of about 32M a month. <laughs> I mean, I've known about this figure, to be honest. I don't know if it's even... The 13 million also was an estimate after they talked about the 13 million. But that's, that's good news for them, right? And um, you could celebrate it. Your lawmakers are making so much money. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our, and then the second one, our neighboring countries are I actually think a good place better. to know, like, more than any other lawmaker in the world. Yeah. 
they are, they are, they are balling. They are not good. They are not mechanics. They are definitely ballers. Because there's no uh, lawmaker in the US yeah. that will end this. And then the second one is our neighboring countries are doing better than us. No, they're not doing better than us, but they're doing better now. Look at Niger, for example. They just got cars. State of the art 2022 land cruisers here. Yeah. Yeah, for their security. So their security is stronger now. I mean, you know, that, that's a good And it's a giveaway from, from, give from, from us. Right? It's not even a loan. Yeah, the big brothers. We have to support our neighbors. The big brothers. We are affecting them positively. Yeah. So that, that's good for this country at 62. Um, yeah. So thank you very much for coming. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate your presence here. And um, there's one last one on the that as a positive, which to be honest, I would say is the only positive for you and me. And that positive is that elections are by the corner, so sure. should maximize it. Yes. Thank you very much for watching. So we still we still have a chance, you know, to actually uh, make this revolution come now. Yeah. You know, and this time around, not by just uh, hovering on the streets, but through the ballot. Yeah. Yeah. So you should vote. Make an informed decision, you know. Vote wisely. Thank you very much for watching and listening. So we'll see you in the next episode. This episode is proudly brought to you by Urban Wash and Topside Game Night.